0: You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things
1: geek. It's time for the Dragon Con Report, a podcast dedicated to help newcomers and veterans prepare for the upcoming annual convention in downtown Atlanta. With interviews, advice, and news from the pros and fans alike, be careful, you never know, you might actually learn something.
2: Howdy, everyone, and welcome to the fifth episode of the 2021 DragonCon Report. I'm your host, Mike Gordon, and I'm pleased to introduce you to the rest of our station crew, starting with, of course, Director Mike Favor.
1: By the time this podcast comes out, we're going to be under 100 days, folks. 100 it's days. It's true. Until we're virtually together, or we're maybe really together. You know, we don't know yet. That's the great thing about it. But you know what? It's Dragon Con season. I get smell it in the air. It's awesome.
2: Wow, does it? What is? I don't know if I'm going to ask what it smells like.
1: Apple pie, my friend. Apple pie all All the way. All right, all right. right. And body odor and x spray.
2: (laughs) Speaking of apple pie, we also have with us uh, Darren, who who's been known to brew a few batches.
3: Yeah, I'm here. (laughs) Sorry, I. I double muted. That's pretty impressive of me. Um, <laughs> I had a sarcastic response from Mr. Gordon, him, and then I saw glazed eyes, and I'm like, "Oh crap! No crap! No crap!" No crap. But yes, yes, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> well, I'm guilty of having booze on hand at most times of the feel, day or night. Feel free but, yeah.
2: to tell us your sarcastic remark.
3: I said booze, not brew. that's true yeah is
2: brew the appropriate terminology for what uh, i see gotcha 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 (laughs) awesome we also have with us jen hello (laughs) howdy how's it going how are you doing now down your way
4: uh good I, i mean we're it's raining almost every day for like two weeks straight but other than that hanging in there has it gotten like hot hot yet no it's getting muggy because it can't decide if it wants to be a rainy day or a sunny day, right? Uh, so we have those the sun peaks out and then it's humid,
2: humid, and then the rain comes oh. back
4: and it's like, ah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh man, I don't, uh, I, I don't miss that. That uh, you know we get
1: enough of the humidity. It's coming, Mike. Georgia. It's coming.
2: <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, But not near as much as they get in uh, Florida, which is where our next guest is. We are honored to have back with us, uh, right from the laboratory, Dr. Geek himself. Scott Vigay is he back with us. Hello, everyone. Was that a nice segue? It's almost like I planned that, right? (laughs) (laughs) And uh, it's good to have you back with us, man. It's been way too long since you've been on this part of the station, man. I know this is awesome. This is so very cool. So, um, and we also have with us uh, someone new. Uh, we've got Todd with us. Uh, Todd is a member of the uh, DragonCon with Disabilities Facebook group.
0: Todd, welcome for uh, welcome to our show. I, I'm actually a senior member of the DragonCon Disability Services staff as well. Oh, nice. So, okay, yeah. that that's awesome. All the way from Buffalo, New York. So you're creeping up the Eastern Seaboard for your studio.
2: Yes, yes. I think you are. You win as being the most north most north of all. Of us. Thank you so much. I don't, I don't think you're the furthest away, but I think, I think Jen, you still hold that honor. Uh, but um, uh, we are glad to have you with us. Thank uh, you so much for a joining pleasure. us. Um, uh, we are a proud member of the ESO Network. We have a T Public store filled with all kinds of cool designs. There's a link for that at the top of the ESO Network page. Uh, The ESO Network also has a Patreon page. Mike, what's going on over on the Patreon page? As
1: always, the newest episode of ESO Board Silly is out, and I love the new nickname we we have for it, ESO BS. It's perfect, you know? It almost fits, because we we BS the whole episode.
2: We have been BSing for over a year now.
1: I know, and I know, but, you know, if anyone's been listening to Earth Station One, it's over 11 years of BS, so (laughs) it's it's, true. It's true,
2: true. So. Or this show, for that
1: matter. Yeah, good point. Good point. You know, we all pretend that we like and, you know, know all about Dragon Con. But, you know, patrons have been growing. And, of course, you can help support the ESO Network by joining the ESO Patreon. All you have to do is go to patreon.com slash ESO Network. And for as little as 25 cents a week, you can help support the ESO Network and get really cool material, free podcasts. This show, 48 hours before the rest of the world. That's pretty awesome. And so... You get a lot of really cool little other perks. You know, with the higher tiers you go, you could even become a co-host of the show if you bid high enough as a Patreon. So it's pretty awesome.
2: Or if you just have photos of the director, that's
1: true. That's true. Yes, that's how Darren compromised. That's how Darren got on the show. So it's okay.
2: Well, it you know what? That Dragon Con's a great place for to get that sort of material. Yeah, whatever works,
3: dude. Whatever works.
2: <laughs> uh, we appreciate all of our patrons. We know many of the, the, our supporters are here, uh, our listeners, to the Dragon Con Report. And we really, really appreciate you guys. Um, for those of the rest of you, if you would like to leave feedback or comment on the show, please feel free to email us at feedback at com. Uh, we can also be found on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We have an Instagram account, which is going to, well, we have, we post pictures there. We're going to be posting a lot of uh, uh, behind the scenes, old, uh, we'll say throwback pictures of uh, Dragon Con's past from our many, many years of attending the show. So uh, we we hope to see you all in our Instagram account. Um, and if you're listening to us, you're probably listening to us via Apple Podcast, uh, Spotify, Google Podcasts, um, iTunes, um, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon Music, Audible.com. Most of those places that you're listening to us right now uh, will allow you to rate us. So please do so. Um, we really, really appreciate it. Rate us. Comment on us. Um, yeah that that means a lot to us and 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 share us around too we really
3: appreciate that too.
1: of course and now you can even go hey alexa play the dragon con report
3: oh people just started hating you right there so <laughs> it started
1: they've been hating
0: me for years it's okay they, they, I, I would
2: think they're already listening to us through V alexa i got
0: so, four you know. sets of blue lights and now they're all arguing with each other It's that mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: Um, all right. So uh, the business is out of the way. Let's get on with some news. And we do have a tiny, tiny, tiny bit of news. Um, DragonCon actually made a statement uh, before we recorded, which was actually really nice. It's a that. first. Uh, <laughs> it really is. Uh, I, I fully and they must have got their dates confused. They must have thought we recorded last night and made this statement today. Um, but uh, I'm going to read it its entirely. This was uh, posted on social media. Uh, this is Dragon Con saying this. Uh, let's clear the air for just a moment. There will be an in-person event. There will be virtual content. This is the plan until we explicitly state otherwise from an official channel, aka dragoncon.org, or DragonCon uh, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, etc. Um, everything else is still being worked on. The possibility of attendance slash membership quantity caps, membership pricing, masks, Distancing, panel size limits, contests, the parade, parties, all of it is still being worked. Anyone that says they have a different answer is, plain and simple, wrong. It is too soon to know what the environment will look like, but at the end of the day, fan and guest safety comes first. We will follow local policy and listen to the experts about how to safely have an event this year. And that uh, concludes the statement. Tons of comments. Actually, they didn't allow comments on, uh, I think, most of the posts. But, um, yeah, because there's been a lot of speculation, of course. Uh, people want to know. Um, but uh, DragonCon has made it pretty clear that the event is going to go on. Uh, so now it's up to every, each individual to decide, um, you know, how they feel about that and and what how they're going to respond to that. Now, um, for my sake, uh, I am still listed as a guest on the Dragon Con website and I intend this very much this year to fulfill that that obligation. Um, so unless something drastically different happens, I I will be attending, uh, the, the, the convention in person and I will have a table in, in the comic book area artist alley. So, um, and I hope to see as many of you as I possibly can. Um, where do the rest of you stand? Uh, Jen, what about you?
4: I just booked my flights three days ago.
2: So, all right. So, I will see you there.
4: <laughs> yes, yeah, I've I've had my hotel for probably eight months. Uh, it was not a rollover; it was just one I lucked out and finding when I thought there might be a chance to happen this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did roll over our passes from last year, so we already had that covered. And uh, prices on Southwest hit the price I was waiting for three days ago. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, me, me, and everyone who's from my group going. Uh, we all got our, our flights when, and our group will be smaller. I think we're dropping from 13 to eight this year. Mm. So, but some of that, it's not people not being willing to go. Like they want to go. It's just uh, either they hadn't budgeted this time around or their jobs have changed as has happened for a lot of people and they're mm-hmm. not able to get the time off. So. That makes but, sense. Yep. I'll be there and I'm happy i'm happy to be there oh yeah i made my trader Vic's reservation this past week too
2: so. oh wow okay all right all right <laughs>
1: that,
2: that's uh now it's now it's getting now it feels like it's getting real not yeah.
1: serious.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, t- the, the
1: towel's been thrown down folks let's get started
3: yeah <laughs> uh darren what about you um i'm going um i got uh, a note from my friend who uh he holds our legacy room in the hyatt and they said Hey, if you don't come, you're losing your legacy status. So that kind of told us we needed to show up um, because Hotel Hunger Games is, is not a game I like to game at. I'd, I'd rather be gaming with something else, not, not them. Um, so, yeah, I'll be there. I don't know how much of the con floor I will be actually on since I have asthma. Um, so that, that's a concern. I'm sure everyone else is going to be taking their own personal health into consideration.
2: Absolutely. Um, as, as well as well. of others. Right. Yeah.
3: Yes. I mean they, they've said you don't need to wear your mask outdoors. Well, Dragon Con's mostly an indoor con, except for going outside to walk to where you need to walk. So I'll be wearing my mask and it's probably gonna be a very relaxed year for me. I'm not gonna do any cosplay, I don't think. I think I'm just gonna enjoy being with people in a con setting and get used to being around people again. Yeah. You because know? that yeah. that's mm, <laughs> that's gonna be interesting <laughs> for one, for sure.
2: I uh, I actually attended a small uh, little concert uh, over the weekend, uh, went out with friends, actually ate inside a restaurant, uh, mm. did that for the first time, both of those things in over, well over a year, and uh, I feel okay about it. Um, you know, I mean, there's obviously, um, you know, the danger is not over completely, no. um, but um, it, it feels better. Um, so, um, yeah. Um, Mike, what about you?
1: This will be my first con in almost two years. So Dragon Con's it, dude. I'm planning on going. I have my hotel Um, still listed as a guest. So I, you know, I'm planning on being there. Um, Like Darren, I don't think I'll be doing a lot of wandering like I usually do in the evenings to take pictures of people and, you know, stuff like that. I just... I don't know how I feel about that, and we'll get into that later. I'm sure talking about that kind of stuff. I'm looking forward to it, and you know, it's it's my mini vacay, as we like to say. You know, you know, my geek con as my geek vacation, and I think you know, as of right now, I'm going. I'm not even a hundred percent sure Judy's going. So, you know, I'm sure she'll, she and I will talk about it soon, but you know, we'll we'll see, and. You know, I'm looking forward to seeing what it's going to be like. I'm going to go very much be planning on being masked the whole time, except for maybe when I'm sitting in front of a panel type thing, you know, up on stage or something. Um, But otherwise, when I'm walking through the con, going places or going to, you know, even if socializing with some friends or something, I'm going to be masked. And just to you know, protect myself, and also thinking about others, you know, even though I'm fully vaccinated, it's you sure. know, that's my point of view.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I want to hear from our, our guests if they if they can. Uh, Scott, what what do you what, how do you feel about this? Hey there. So uh,
5: yeah, fully vaccinated. Uh, same with Debbie, and we were invited to come back as guests. And after a year of basically nothing. Uh, the chance to actually do a convention again has been very, very attractive. And Deb uh, uh, said yes before I even knew it was an option. Uh, <laughs> so uh, officially, we're going to be there. Um, you know, it, it's uh, I, I, I applaud anybody with how they're going to handle it. However they want to deal with the mask, no mask thing, that's up to them. Uh, it, one thing I've learned after staying at home all, for mostly the year, you know, not really interacting with people is the few times we did go out, I would get a cold almost immediately because I wasn't exposed to anything. Uh, so at, at this point uh, I'm trying to build up my tolerance so that I don't get overly sick just from being around people again. Uh, right. you, you know what I mean? So I'm probably going to go maskless um, because it's hard for me to, to breathe and with the thing, and it, it, and while I do use the scooter, so it's not so much an issue. But I learned that it really obstructs my my vision when using crutches. Uh, so it's you know, it, unless I could do some sort of face shield thing that would work, or at that point, like ah, just screw it. So you know, <laughs> uh, for, uh, for for me, I'm probably going to use the scooter again, and that that's going to be that's going to be a great help, and and hope that I have the tolerance for basic germs after this point. Uh, and and just attack it that way, and yeah. and I don't really know about how many people are going to show up. It's going to be a, it's going to be a weird year, right? It's going to oh, be yeah. a
2: weird. No matter what happens, it's going to be odd. Sure, sure, uh, yeah, um, it, definitely, and and hopefully this will sort of bring a little bit of sense of you know, normalcy, whatever the new normal is, right? This is what we're going to have to embark on. But um, I I do want to point out too, for those people who may be new to the ESO Network. Um, Scott uh, recorded a wonderful uh, PSA for us that you'll be here a little bit later on the show. Uh, We are very much uh, Provax here at the ESO Network and um, uh, the message that you have uh, sent out to everybody uh, was really appreciated. So thanks for that.
5: Well, absolutely. Anything that I could do. I mean, I've never, uh, as Dr. Geek, I am a science communicator and uh, and but I've never considered myself an influencer or anything like that. But if ever there was a chance to provide some influence, uh, I would hope that people would get vaccinated. It's safe and it helps protect you and everybody around you. So.
2: And and I think it has to be said too. The um, and what you pointed out in your PSA too. Um, this has been a challenging time for everybody around yes. the world. Um, but I, I have to give credit to the first responders. And all of the scientists that yeah. have, uh, you know, To be able worked. to pull that
5: off in a year. I mean, that's, exactly. it, it, you, you know, know, I mean, it's, it's quite remarkable. I mean, you know, it's incredible. That's, that's why I like to say nothing's impossible. It's just highly improbable <laughs> because <laughs> everybody was saying, Oh, it can't be done in a year. You know, there's no way, no way. And then look what can happen. And I think that's because, well, obviously the world was highly motivated. Um, and if you put your mind to it, right? So, I think that's a big part of it too. Is is it's a major win for science, um, and I think yes. people
2: should be very happy about that. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And We're all geeks here, so science, right. yay! Right,
5: <laughs> right. <laughs> no, the only thing is, is that you know to really pitch it though, I swear to you, what you need to do is do the whole Dr. McCoy thing and have have vaccination centers where people have to rip their shirt first. Before we get the injection, <laughs> right? Uh, then people would line up, right? It, it's like on Star Trek—that's how you knew how important it was. You know, absolutely. Was it important <laughs> enough to rip the shirt first before you?
0: No. Well, well yeah, the yeah, other yeah. thing with track injections is you're always strapped to the bed, right?
1: You know, right, yeah. whenever
0: they're going to yeah. spray with something, you're going to be strapped to the bed. So we'd yeah. rather do the shirt ripping because logistically that's <laughs> just easier.
5: <laughs> right. And just do it on the scene, please. Because you know, I mean, but, but seriously, though, I, I I think that's it's all about getting people comfortable and and whatnot. I I have a uh, a younger brother who has had a bad history of shots and such like that, and I don't want to embarrass him, so I won't go into detail. But he has grown a, an aversion to getting a shot, and I've been trying to convince him, for God's sake, it it'll be done, and you know, you won't even notice. You know, but he's built it up in his head. So, sure. you know, it, it's hard. It's really hard. And, and and unfortunately, I live across the country. I, I wish I could just hop on a you know over be on over and be like, I can get this done tomorrow. <laughs> you know?
2: Yeah, I I don't think it can be um, you know overstated that even though we've had a lot of challenges uh, with this virus, this pandemic, this lockdown physically. Um, emotionally and psychologically, oh god, um, we're yes. all working through so much. Oh my god, um, yes, so individually true. and as a society. So something like you know the news that Dragon Con is going to happen, I think is a is a is a beacon uh, of of a lot of in a lot of ways. Yeah, know, absolutely, kind of
5: and and something that so, even if you didn't realize how important it was to you, you realize, my God, something so simple as saying yes, it will happen in some form. Yeah was
2: yeah. a big relief. Absolutely. Um, uh, Todd, let's get your uh, views on on the statement that DragonCon made today.
0: Well, I'm always encouraged about DragonCon doing an in-person event. Guys, remember, I'm a, I'm a volunteer staffer with DragonCon. Not only do I plan on attending, but I plan on being one of DragonCon's essential workers. Because for me, let's let DragonCon be part of the healing, folks. Get yourself vaccinated and figure out a way to be part of the party. Come on. If I can do it, you can do it. It's easy.
2: Well well said. Well said. Um, Yeah. Very cool. Well, um, you know, as we get more information, as the months continue, you'll we'll, we'll try to report as much as we can uh, with our monthly updates, uh, because there's still a lot of things up in the air as to how this is going to work. And like, like the statement said, anybody who tells you that they know how this is going to work is, is lying. <laughs> like they they just don't know or wishful thinking, you know, to be fair, like, uh, you know, in the best case scenario, but, um, you know, we can only, you know, we can only speculate and, uh, you know, that's just not something that's really productive here. So, um, but one thing that we do not have to speculate about, and I wanted to, Draw this uh, to people's attention singularly because uh, uh, Darren, you just mentioned it a little br- real briefly, but yes, the Hyatt Regency has announced that um, that the the convention with the convention happening, um, and this was announced even before you know DragonCon made their statement. But um, they're pretty much saying that if you can you can cancel if you want to, but if you cancel your reservation and you are a legacy guest your legacy guest status, your legacy status is over. Um, So, um, so yeah, um, it it might've rolled over from last year, but it's Mm -hmm. a brand new year this year. And you, you, if you want to, if you're not going to come well, then you're going to lose your legacy status. Um, And uh, that's uh, I don't know if the other hotels are doing that. I don't, the, the only other hotel that I know that has legacy is, is Sheridan, right? I, I'm staying at the Westin, and I know they do not
3: have it.
4: And the the Hilton has Legacy as well. Okay, gotcha,
3: gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I don't uh, know about the Sheraton or the uh, Marriott at all.
4: Gotcha. Um,
2: any ideas on, on if the other ones are doing this too? I would imagine they are. Uh,
4: I know at least that the, the Hilton people, because uh, there's a large number of Hilton people in the over 40 group, uh, so people have been trying to contact them to get information, but uh, there has not been an mm-hmm. official reply yet. You
3: it's understand. it's also a good reminder to make sure that the credit card on file with your hotel is up to date. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yes. Yes. Because it, even, they will cancel that room reservation in a heartbeat if it is not. Uh, so call the hotel. Check on your reservation status, people.
2: And that's true no matter where you're staying. Oh, totally. If you, if you haven't checked your hotel reservation in a while, like I haven't, <laughs> uh, I would I would strongly recommend just for your own state peace of mind, check and make sure you still got a room uh, that there's no issues there, um, because the last thing you want to do is show up uh, that weekend and your room is gone. And so uh, just that from
4: suck. the past experiences, I would say uh, just get in the habit of doing it every year. Like yeah. I, I obsessively check mine every month because uh, yeah. every year. One hotel at least, something goes wacky, mm-hmm. and uh, a bunch of people lose rooms. So. They,
3: they get an automatic email from the system that was an error. Oops! Yeah. Which, yep, that happened to
4: me last I, year. I, or... I
3: question if it's an error mm-hmm. or not. They're just testing the water to see if anyone will freak out. Um, but yeah, <laughs> but you may have you may have replaced your debit card. You may have you may have had a credit card stolen in the interim. You may not think about this, but yeah, you got to catch up on it for sure.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, we'll keep you posted if we hear about other hotels doing the same thing or if there's any other policy. But if you have questions in particular about uh, the Hyatt, the Hyatt Regency Atlanta, uh, you can call their central reservation line, um, reach out to them and and request um, some information, more details. And I'm sure they'll be able to help you. Um, And that goes you know in the case for any other hotels that you're staying at whether they're host hotels or not if you have questions reach out to them uh, because do it now uh do it now before it's too late um while there might be still options for rooms that might be available in case yours is lost or something right because as we get closer and closer to the event you know if they're not gone already those hotel rooms are going to go pretty fast um So uh, the only other thing I wanted to point out um, that I saw it's kind of newsworthy was, and this is not, you know, we're not sponsored by them. Although if they want to reach out to us about a sponsorship program, I'm more than happy to uh, oblige. But um, I do like getting merchandise from uh, Drunken Dragon Hotel, uh, that organization. Um, uh, I think uh, some of other other hosts here have done that too. Um, They have some great products. Uh, They recently released a enamel an pin and some stickers that uh have the Marriott carpet uh design uh color design as well as um uh a, a cute little needle a little vaccination needle and it just the pin just says thanks science. Um I just think they're really cool looking the design is really neat and uh I, I plan on uh proudly wearing that that pin and that badge uh Dragon Con. that's way cool really cool. they're they're really affordable and check out their other stuff. I mean they're they they are um, they're an unofficial, I guess, uh, merchandising organization of Dragon Con, but they've got a lot of really cool products. They always, uh, do pretty cool lanyards, I think. Um, and, um, and, uh, they do, they did the, uh, carpet, uh, Tiki shirts one year. I don't know if they still have those. Available.
4: They, they release a new, uh, type of Hawaiian shirt each year. Oh, wow. I did not know that. Yeah. Oh, so there's man, the, there's the eighties one. There is the, uh, original luau style and last year they released one with all of the host hotels hmm.
3: that's uh wow i'm in trouble now and, and the yeah, drinking I, game is pretty epic that they produce yeah by the way
4: i, I spend way <laughs> too much money through his shop
2: i love the fact that you can uh you know decorate your entire bedroom with uh these drunken dragon hotel amenities like uh, a carpet uh comforter pillowcases um uh, curtains like everything i mean you can really go all out that's just crazy um but uh like i said I, i think the pin's really cute i'll have a link to it in the show notes if you want to check it out and yeah If you're associated with Drunken Dragon Hotel and uh, you want to reach out to us about some sort of affiliation, uh, I'm all for that, right, Mike? We're not proud. Drunken
1: drag is something else, Mike. Yeah.
2: (laughs) All right. So that's uh, all the news uh, that we have uh, for this month. Um, So uh, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, uh, we're going to talk to our guests a little bit.
4: To grab your pillow and join the Geek Father and Little Bit for discussions on current, nostalgic, and speculative happenings in pop culture, nerd news, fandom histories, deep dive discussions, reviews, and more—it's like listening to your closest friends have a nerdy conversation. So sit back, relax, and let the Blurred Nerds podcast embrace you with their warm, goofy goodness. It's nerd goals for your ear holes, right here on the ESO Network. Welcome to Dr. Geek's
5: Laboratory. Hello everyone, Dr. Geek here with a shout out to all the scientists who worked tirelessly to bring a COVID-19 vaccine into reality. (laughs) Let's face it, creating something of this magnitude is a miracle worthy of Dr. McCoy himself. And now, Dr. Geek needs you to do your part. Remember, each shot is one small step back to normal, one giant leap to putting the pandemic behind us. We can do this. For more information, visit vaccines.gov to find your nearest provider.
2: Welcome back. And now we are here. We're going to spend a little time getting to know uh, Scott and Todd a little bit more. Uh, Scott, we're going to start with you because I know you've been on the show before, but it's been a while. So for those people who um, you know may be listening for the first time or for people like me who just you know, forget a lot of things. Um, but Tell us about your uh, Dragon Con experience, your first Dragon Con. What was your first one? Oh my gosh, my first Dragon
5: Con. Well, it was so long ago, I couldn't remember the, the actual date. Uh, but it, my first Dragon Con, uh, it really made an impression. Because you have to understand, I've been going to conventions since the late 70s, right? All of the corporate ones, like the Celebration Star Trek uh, conventions and stuff like that. And then I got, started going to fan-based ones in the early '80s and in San Francisco and whatnot. And then following to some of the really great ones in, in uh, Georgia, you know, Timegate, Atlanta, became with Atlanta and stuff like that. And and I've even been to uh, Comic Con and and stuff like that. So I've been to the big trade shows. And you would think that that would prepare me for Dragon Con, but you'd be wrong. Uh, Dragon <laughs> Con is a monster of an event. It is. Quite literally, every track could have been its own convention. Um, I'm convinced of that. And, it, it, and it's not just the, the scope of It's it just how well each track is run and, and staffed and, and how much, um, you know, how much entertainment there is in every track. You know, you, there's no way to do the whole convention. You're just going to have to pick and choose. Um, so, and, and my first DragonCon was as an attending professional. Uh, Debbie was a guest and I was an attending professional. So I never have gone just to go. Uh, so my first exposure to that was on the other side of the stage. And, and as such, you know, there was a lot of expectation to make sure that, you know, I was providing value that we'd be asked back and, you know, and stuff like that. So to say that I bit off a little bit more than I could chew hmm. uh, is a understatement in the extreme. Um, so, you know, it was – so my first – my first experience was exhausting. I mean, it was just, uh, just more than I could handle really. And that that was because I tried to get from one uh, part of the convention to the other in the time allowed, which, you know, and there's, you know, I cannot break the laws of physics, (laughs) you know, Uh, it was, it was kind of crazy. And it was at the time, the first time I did it, I primarily used my crutches and that was a big mistake. Uh, you know, and, and and so there was a lot of things that I did thinking, oh, I've got years of con experience, I know how to do this, and I was completely unprepared. And that was it's totally on me, you know. I mean, there's always so much from talking to people that you could warn you ahead of time. I didn't know about the Dragon Con report. Had I known, I would have listened, I would have obeyed,
2: I would have paid attention. Uh, I don't know, I don't know if that would have. I don't know how long, like, it depends on how, when your first Dragon Con was, because we've it was, been doing this it was, for... it
5: was relatively right after we met. I mean, you know, I, I met you guys okay. at, uh, I met you guys at TimeGate, and then that very next Dragon Con was my first Dragon Con. Wow. Uh, and, and as, and as a guest as Dr. Geek. Uh, so that was, that was crazy. I mean, I literally, uh, I think the first year we didn't put time into pee uh it was, it was it was it was that it was that crazy and I was working with you know the the uh the stargate track and and like six different tracks at one time and it really it was a i uh, i was overzealous let's just put it that way but it but with through all of that I could see why people were so loyal and why people have so much fun and and it was it was and the the interactions with people were intoxicating i mean you know it was everybody kind of got what we were doing and and responded well to it and and no matter how hard you needed to run to the next thing i just wanted to stop and talk to everybody and you know actually answer all their questions and you know and stuff like that so it was it was a fantastic event professionally uh physically i needed dynamite Uh, and and so i learned over the years how to do this better and Disabled services have definitely been a major help uh, in in kind of like paving the way for that. And also, uh, if you're just going to be an attendee, if you're going to be one of the lucky few that get to go and just play and have fun and you're disabled, you know, my, my advice would be first, to thine own self be true. So you know what you need to do to get around your own issue. And they're there to help. If you need, you know, to sit at the end, if you need to get in early, if you need to use a scooter or a wheelchair, I mean, for the most part, that it's, you know, they, they will accommodate as best they can. And I know that people, that they treat everybody with respect. Uh, that's very important. And and everybody's been very professional. Uh, Whenever I've run into a, an
2: issue, so. That's good to hear. That's really yeah. good to hear. Well, um, it's true.
5: I, and it's hard. I mean, it, you know, and, and most of those people have a disability of their own. That's why they care. and That's what they know. But at the same time, not everybody uh, mainstreams the same way. So you have to kind of be careful about, you know, how somebody does something that might be a little bit different than you expect. And being able to tolerate that or having, having to address that uh, correctly takes a lot of skill. And so I, I would be, I can say that through my experiences, at least with disabled services at DragonCon, you know, I, I wouldn't want any better. I mean, they're, they're, they're pretty top-notch.
2: Yeah, that's uh, I. I do want to try to get more specifics from you if I can in a minute. But, sure, um, Todd. What about you? What uh, What's your history with DragonCon?
0: Uh, a lot like Doctor Geek here. Um, I went. I did conventions in the Northeast, right? But I'm one of those unique animals. I'm never happy at a convention unless I'm working it, unless I'm seeing a little bit of what's happening <laughs> behind the curtain. I'm that guy that could never follow the "Don't pay attention to the man behind the curtain" moniker from The Wizard of Oz, right? And um, <laughs> an ex-girlfriend of mine uh, invited me uh, to come to DragonCon, and I came, and I and I looked around, and I said, "Wait a minute! There's some stuff that we can improve on." Because in the real world, guys, I'm an advocate for people with disabilities every day, three sixty-five. I work for an independent living center in Buffalo, New York. I'm the ADA expert. That's my job every day. So. I come to the convention and I see things where at home I'd be kind of knocking on somebody's door saying, Hey, got a minute. Uh, I want to point this out to you just to get you out of trouble before you get into it. And I went down to disability services to have that conversation. And now by the end of the weekend, I'm a staffer, right? But it took me a while, Mm. right? The, The esprit de corps took a little while to build. And I've been doing it now. 12 years. This might be my, my 12th DragonCon. And the, and the thing that I've okay. gotten from, and, and by the way, uh, Scott, thank you so much for the compliment. On behalf of the department, we really appreciate it. But I got to tell you, one of the things about DragonCon for me mm. is I miss my people. Right? I think everybody who, who wants to have oh, a big, big con time. experience, DragonCon should be the one they try. And I'm a person with a disability. I'm a wheelchair user. Whether it's a manual chair, I've done, I've done that a whole bunch of years, a power assist chair, a power chair. Um, and, I, and remember, I'm a staffer. I'm going from ballroom to ballroom and making sure that people are getting seated are handling those reasonable accommodations that people ask for where they're having trouble navigating. That's the thing I do all weekend long. Right? And I love it because I get to see Uh, people that don't get out much, people that struggle to get out and to move or families with children with disabilities who their accommodations are hard to handle. So by giving them a little relief, okay, they get to go out and be fans. And that's the whole thing about this. We want everybody to go out and be fans and love what they love, right? So the more I got into doing it, right? the more issues we were able to solve and the stronger the team became. I work with, I work with the best disability services, people in the country. I'll stack them up against any convention in this planet. Okay. Um, The head of our department, uh, Sherry Ren or Sherry Ren and her capable assistant, Sherry Newton um, are absolutely fabulous. One of them uh, interprets, for the deaf for a living, right? The other uh, works for a public transit provider and is visually impaired. And they are just absolutely fabulous. I cannot say enough about them in terms of their commitment to making sure that everybody has a good time. And I'm the guy that gets to do that. Like I get to come every year and be with my people, right? From the Jawa that plays chess in the Marriott lobby, right? To the disabled staffer who's working the info booth at the Sheraton. Okay. I love to see them all. And I get um, people that return glad to see me because Dragon Con is the only time you get to see some of these people in that window. And I think that the event's going to be really popular even if there's a cap because I think that's what people want to get back to. They want to see the people they miss. Right. They want to share the thing that they love. And accessibility was even in the virtual Dragon Con. We made sure that stuff was closed captioned so that everybody could participate. Mm. Right. I mean, that's my experience anyway, and I'm going to continue to do it until someone tells me to stop.
5: I have to say that Todd, it's really cool to know that yeah, you're Alexa, that's really awesome. <laughs> I was uh, president of the board for the center for independent living for the state of Hawaii. Uh, awesome awesome so yeah so i am very familiar with the struggles of that organization and and what they try to achieve and and all that sort of stuff so you know when we get to see each other in person i'd love to talk shop at some point
0: absolutely Um, it's absolutely my pleasure but what kind of secret questions for success can we answer for the viewers that's what i want to know
3: um i'm sorry todd you didn't start (laughs) that sentence with um actually so we're gonna take points away from you for that (laughs)
2: well first of all uh i gotta say i mean i appreciate all the work you do especially on a volunteer basis but also the fact that you know i mean if 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 you're doing it as your day job coming Mm -hmm. back coming down here to atlanta and then doing it still i mean that's that's a big effort i mean a lot of people like this a lot of people consider DragonCon their vacation uh even even uh you know me being a guest i'm i 'm still like half and half vac- half vacation mode and half like oh I gotta you know work uh, work and do panels and do uh the uh, the comic room and all that so um so to be able to you know uh, buckle down and do what you do on a regular basis uh Monday through Friday or whatever, and still do that um, you know at dragon con i think is is commendable, um, but I also think um, I also want to talk to you too because I think. Um, you know, most people probably categorize disability as just like one thing. It's like, yes. okay, well, that's, they just have, you know, mm-hmm. a bunch of seats in front in the panel for, for folks like that. But that's a Disability is like a huge umbrella, right? I mean, there's all kinds of disabilities, right? So how, how do you even begin to accommodate for all of that?
0: Well, it starts with a simple process. Remember that the federal law that we're talking about, and I'm not going to give a treatise on it, but The definition of disability is a substantial impairment in a major life activity, right? There are a lot of people that it isn't visible to us, but they have substantial impairments in major life activities, right? Sometimes you might have something like central auditory processing disorder, right? You have trouble understanding what you hear. So you need to be in a specific spot for that. Now, most people think that we're talking about everybody getting into the front row, right? The examples that I have for that, uh, they're happy to be in the back, but they need to be in the center so that the speakers are balanced mm, in a uh, place like the yeah, Marriott. I can That's imagine. the kind of thing that we're dealing with. And it starts with a simple thing, right? And 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 uh, Dr. Geek will, will appreciate with me on this. It starts with people with disabilities talking together and saying, this is what I need. You have to speak right? up. Yeah. Drag- Dragon Con can't provide everything, but we can absolutely provide the conversation and we can get as close to that as the resources for the convention. allow. The the speaker position is a really good example
5: of something Mm -hmm. that if you are familiar with it, you can go, well, Hey, it's not going to cost us a whole lot and we can, we can figure that out. And it's, it's, and it comes from that starts with that person going, I live with this all my life. I know what I need. And I need to be able to be comfortable enough to tell somebody, hey, I need help.
0: Right. Um, There are some people that need uh, personal care assistance to be with them, right, in order to facilitate their safe movement in and out of the venue or being able to eat at their favorite restaurant or something like that. And one of the things we do is we can facilitate them being able to be where they need to be, right? It's not rocket science. We have a, There are a couple of programs at Disability Services. When you talk to us, we'll, we tell you about them. Um, we have interpreters that come in to interpret panels, right? Um, deaf deaf guests, deaf uh, attendee guests, as opposed to professional guests. Uh, attendee guests will sure. come in. And sign up and say, these are the panels I want to go see. And they'll schedule interpreters so that that matter is taken care of, mm-hmm. right? So it's all about having the conversation. And that's the, the you know, my Dragon Con weekend, right, starts on Thursday. And that happened before, like, Dragon Con actually started on Thursday. Because people would come in <laughs> to do the um, the assessment for their their accommodation sticker, right? You come over and see us in the Sheraton and you meet with a person with a disability at dragon con. And we say, okay, what do you need? Right. And one, it's a great opportunity to meet your fellow friends with disabilities. Right. Cause I always get to ask the questions like, how'd you get that cast on your foot? Hope it's an interesting story. Right. And they're like, right. no, I was stupid. I slipped in the kitchen. And I'm like, well, okay, you're a Dragon Con. You got to make the story a little bit more interesting. Were you, were you baking a cake to get somebody out of jail? Did you slip when you tried to get the file? You know, get them to laugh and then turn around and say, okay, you're here at Dragon Con. What do you need? What, you know, What what's the problem, right? And even for people that can't get to the Sheraton, we got backups. There, There's a person in the Marriott with the Eternals. If you can get there, they'll do the same interview for you, right? If you get caught in the middle of the weekend and boy, uh, this happens, right? You think you got it under control. You think you're handling DragonCon just fine. Midday Saturday, you're done, right? Your arms, your legs are looking at you going, are you nuts? That's it. We're finished, right? You get to one of the ballrooms. We have staffers in the ballrooms that will do an assessment and get you a sticker, right? We're going to, we're going to work that safety net as best as we can all weekend long right and that's because the standard here is reasonably accommodating people and reasonable is right in the name right so if it's too complicated or it's too difficult we might not be able to do everything you want but we're going to try and get as close as we can and then it's about knowing who your peers are right knowing who your fellow people with disabilities are right because if you get into a bind you get together and you stop and you talk about it because there are a lot more people with disabilities that attend Dragon Con than than you see necessarily with the stickers and i always remember that
2: that yeah that's that's absolutely important because i would mm. think um yeah the i don't know is there a certain hesitancy to take advantage of sometimes of the services
0: uh Scott, you can, uh, you can jump in here if you want, but the thing I've normally found is people are, people are independent to a fault sometimes. Yeah. Right. And recognizing that they don't, some people it's, they don't want to ask for help because they don't want to bother anybody. Right. They don't want to. Yeah. Go ahead.
5: Well, in my case, I think what an example of this is, is that I'm, I'm a big proponent of speaking up, but because I had, you know, 40 years of experience going to cons, and thinking, oh, I can do this on my crutches. The, the fact that I, uh, <laughs>
1: that,
5: the fact that that was not feasible at DragonCon didn't even cross my mind until I was there. Uh, and at that point, it kind of felt like I really, you know, I was in trouble. And there wasn't an obvious way to rent a chair or something like that. I mean, I didn't really have the resources to, to, to rectify that. But, but believe me, there was a radish sheet when we got home about what to do next, you know, but I mean, but right. so that was a situation where, <laughs> you know, I knew to say, Hey, I need to be able to get extra time to get in and out of the chair, uh, you know, or whatnot, or if I need to be able to like, if, if we're going to be waiting in line, I need to just sit down, you know, I can't stand for, for over long periods of time. So I knew all the, all those basic stuff, but the endurance ele- element of Dragon Con and the time sensitive nature of getting from panel to panel was something that of, of the magnitude of, of was crazy because, you know, if it's time gate, that's easy. You know, everything is around this this a central courtyard and you're two feet from every uh, different room and you're no problem. But when you have to transverse hotels in order to make it to the next uh, thing, that was something that, you know, I, 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 I didn't speak up enough about until after I experienced it. So there
4: could be stuff like that, too. uh, uh, This is certainly not speaking from everybody, but uh, I started taking advantage of the wonderful service that Disability Services offers a few years ago. Um, I have some chronic knee problems. I I had a back injury a few years ago where my back can seize up and then I can't move. Uh, But my main issue is I have a crippling anxiety disorder. Uh, so my first few years, I, since I'm one of those people where the majority of the time you can't see my disability, I I just felt like there, I, I felt like I would be taking advantage of the, of the system, kind of, um, by going to talk to disability services and, and getting that sticker because uh, I just didn't feel like my issue was important compared to uh, you know, somebody who is in a wheelchair or somebody who needs to sit at the end of the row um, or, or anything like that. I didn't want to take a spot from somebody, so to speak. But then uh, I finally got up the nerve to one year to go talk to him. The, the morning I picked up my badge and after I, you know, I didn't know the type of services and access that could apply in my situation. Uh, So what it ended up being was um, being by door, uh, having the option to sit uh, in line if I needed to. And I'd say just having that access to be close to a door, close to an exit has made, it made a world of difference. And it also made me feel like, uh, you know, mine might not be the biggest issue, but somebody was there to listen and gave me an option to help make it better when I can't uh, handle either being in a dark room or handle all the noise that might be associated with being in a crowded panel or or what have you. Uh, and I have other people in my group, same way. Uh, we all have various uh, um, different varieties of panic disorder, anxiety disorders. And after they saw how much it helped me, they, they had felt the same way that you know, it, my issue is not important enough, but now they all as well go to talk to disability service every year. And it, it's really made the con a lot more enjoyable and and manageable for us. And we really wish that other conventions had such a great department because we, we haven't seen that anywhere else. And it's 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 really you, y'all and your whole team, A plus, you, you make the con. Uh, really enjoyable for a large amount of people (laughs) so yay thank you
2: (laughs) that's awesome i know i yeah no that's uh no that's great to hear um great to hear because uh frankly you know i mean i I, i've been going to the con for 25 years uh, and though i didn't you know know anybody personally that used the services um, I did hear occasionally, and we've been doing the DragonCon report for almost ten years now. Um, and you know, occasionally we'd hear from people saying that, you know, this what this wasn't addressed or this is not being addressed, whatever. But it does seem like over the years it has improved, I would say, dramatically. Um uh so um, you know, and it's a credit to, you know, Todd you and your staff, um, the staff there, like because um Yeah, I don't hear that much anymore, you know, and and I my ears are wider uh, as far as listening to those than they've ever been. Thanks to doing this show and and really appreciating. uh, I hear more and more people that uh, I don't know personally from the convention. So certainly if there's issues, uh, people usually don't have a hard (laughs) they don't have a difficult time approaching me about any issues that they're having, especially since, you know, we are we are not official here. We're not an official podcast. We're not official in any sort of way. Um, so we're not speaking for the convention, but a lot of people, because, you know, we have the show and everything like that, assume that we are. So, yeah.
5: Well, I mean, there's some things where, you know, the convention can't help it. It's in the nature of the beast, and there's not anything that can be done about it. I mean, for example, uh, the, my first convention, right, with, there with it on the crutches. I was at the Marriott on the ground floor, and there was so many people that when somebody tripped me, I fell but didn't hit the ground. Uh, you, you know, that kind of a thing. And I kind of personal surfed to to the edge of a wall where I, you know, finally hit the ground. And, and you know, it's not just to, to say that, oh, in order to be safe for people on crutches, you have to reduce attendance by X percent. I mean, that's just not, not only is that not really feasible because it's it's not a matter of, of number of bodies. It's about how uh, you have to interact with that kind of a thing. And that, you know, it sort of puts some of the onus on the people with the disabilities, right? I mean, you have, if you're, you're, act, you're interacting with the outside world, so you have to know what you can and cannot do, you know, kind of a thing. And the other thing that I've learned is that you know the scooter is a great thing to bring to, to DragonCon if you stay within the hotels, right? And you go through the habit trail to get from from hotel to hotel. But both times I've left the the hotel and used the surface. You know sidewalks, and I use that term loosely. Um, I have cracked an axle both times, uh, and ended up having a seven hundred dollar fee to fix my scooter by the end of DragonCon. So that that happened twice, and I've never I've never left uh, the 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 buildings again because you know Atlanta is an old city, and the ADA came about in nineteen (laughs) seventy one. So there's only so much retro (laughs) there's only so much retrofitting that you can
3: do. You know.
0: We just, want to, we just want to make sure, because it's a podcast people yeah. listen to, Doc. Uh, the ADA was yeah. 1990. However, the Rehabilitation Act of Three. 1973 yeah. was uh, 73. Yeah. So you are yeah. correct, right? A- yeah. And it's an old city, right? And you're absolutely right in terms of saying, be really careful, because those yeah. sidewalks yeah. have slope.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, Judy's fallen, you know, tripping over a manhole cover. At, at right outside of the Sheraton, and she twisted her ankle and screwed up her knee because of it. Because the sidewalks are uneven, and it's it's treacherous in a lot of times.
5: The yeah, but it, but it's true. The point is is that you know, uh, yep. modern culture has tried to address uh, disability needs. You know only you know modernly, and and so you have a city yeah. like Atlanta. That, you know it's a beautiful city, but. Those sidewalks will kill you. And like I said, I've cracked an axle twice. Uh, and and uh,
0: that that yeah. approach to the Sheraton for when I need to leave. Oh my you know, god! Main <laughs> and go to the disability services office. That approach to the Sheraton, um, it's the best ride in Atlanta, man, because it's a roller coaster and it's that thing about trying to dodge that manhole cover in that grate right in the middle of the lot where the where the access doors are. Right. So. You are correct, and I and I want to remind everybody that's listening about a little-known fact. Right, it's not my job to give you everything you want. It's my job to level the playing field so that you can get the same crappy DragonCon experience as anybody else.
1: Bingo, that's exact. That's exactly that's, exactly right.
0: Right, that's my that's my job, <laughs> and that's why you're absolutely right, Scott, when you say <laughs> yeah. be true to yourself. Know the things that you need. Right. If you need to set up a reasonable accommodation for yourself where where you're bringing in somebody to help you, we'll support that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. If you're if you're setting something up about needing assistance to 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 advocate for something you need, we'll support that. I work with the hotels about getting mini fridges in for diabetics. Um, And by the way, if you think Hotel Hunger Games is bad for just the general user. Imagine that only two percent of those rooms are accessible to people with mobility impairments.
1: Yeah, okay. exactly. Try no, and get true. an
0: accessible room for Dragon Con. I can't do it without the wow. convention's help.
1: No, right. and that totally makes sense and everything. One thing I will, you know, make suggestion oh. on, and we found this last year yeah. and the last two years when we tried to get in through disability services is to get into the panel is there's so many disabled folks at the con that you can't get into these panels because the seating area is completely full already, almost 30 to 40 minutes before the panel begins. And they basically say, tough luck, you're out of luck, you got to go wait in line. And so we go out into the heat and everything. Judy even was like, "I don't even know if I want to get a disability, you know, badge because we haven't been able to take advantage of it at all." And this is probably a going trying to go to a dozen different panels in the various hotels.
0: Uh, now, by the way, uh, that kills us. But if it was a disability services panel, a uh, staffer that sent you back into the general line, okay, um, that that concerns me that, that brings up the, the eyebrow where I, where I have to look at that because you're absolutely right. One of the problems that we've been having, which is why there, there is a limit, right. Is because so many people are there, right. That we're looking at uh, in some panels, we've taken up about 40% of the room. Wow. And the, the balance on the other side of that is, Reasonable accommodation is reasonable, but the guys that are sitting out in the sun deserve equal chance of getting into that panel as you do, right? But here's the thing. If you've done everything we've asked you to do, and the rule of thumb used to be, all right, and I don't use it anymore because of what people have been experiencing the last couple of years, be in the disability seating area 15 minutes before the previous panel closes because you'll get seated in that first wave, right? And then you're done. But then what happens is people will come in Then 15 minutes and there are the, the average number of chairs is about 50, maybe 50 or 60 in terms of seating. Right. Um, I'll seat that first wave of 60 and maybe some other people that are hanging around waiting in the area in the Marriott as an example. But then while I've been seating them, A whole other 60 people have come in to fill those seats to be in the same panel. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. And the loading process for a panel is we load people in a specific order, and we literally have five minutes to load everyone because then we got to use the other 10 minutes to get everybody else in. Right. So it's who we can load safely in five minutes. Right, no, of and course, it, of and course. And it kills me to think that somebody who really wanted to go to a panel. I mean, I remember, um, uh, 2018, there was a Nathan Fillion panel, and one of our biggest problems is people need to recognize that the first panels in the morning, right? Uh, there's a completely ridiculous thing that happens, right? Um, They load panel rooms early first thing in the morning. Uh, uh, This particular day, it was the the Hyatt, I think. And they were doing the late show. So they wanted to load the room for the late show. So they did, right? Mm -hmm. So they filled all the seats, including the disability seats. And Nathan Fillion was the first panelist up at nine o'clock in the morning. So all the people that were sitting in the approved disability seats didn't get seated for the Nathan Fillion panel because nobody knew to seat them. And I had to be the one that had to explain to these people, there's nothing I can do for you. It's filled to the walls now. And that was where we went back and said, look, right. I know you got this thing about the late, late, the, the, the the early show or the filling the first thing in the morning, but you got to remember that if there are, if there are legitimately um, stickered, Person sitting in that area, you have to give them the opportunity to sit, right? You can't just load the room from who's standing in line before our staff gets there for the 9 a.m. panel, right? To load them and then turn around and leave me with the job of having to tell, uh, you know, 60 or 70 rabid Nathan Fillion fans that I can't find them a seat. So now the rule is we warn people about first thing in the morning, right? If something you want to see is first thing in the morning, right? Get your breakfast, be there bright and early. I get the volunteers to be there bright and early so that we're not caught that way again. Right. Hmm. And there are circumstances where um, I will find seats for people. I will make seats for people. Excellent. Um,
2: Well, and yeah, and yeah, and and you live and learn from those experiences. Right. Um, uh, And that's the important thing because if it's, you know, if it's a, if it's a recurring problem, then then that's then that's Mm no good
0: um and i want to highlight how supportive the broader convention is right within the the concerns they have as a business right um it's about how they can do it and still be able to put on an event it was the thing that uh scott was talking about before um i can't i'm not going to be walking around saying to somebody you need to keep Um, occupancy on the first floor of the Marriott to 50% because people with disabilities need to walk around. Right. I'm not going to do that. What I am going to do is educate the disabled person saying, look, at these times of day, best to stay away from the first floor (laughs) of the Marriott for a while. Right. And here's what to do. If you need to get to a specific point in the convention.
5: Absolutely. Or or if you know you really want to be there for the evening so that you can watch all the cosplayers get there early, you know, get there, camp out, because, you know, I I don't want to to miss out either. Um, You know, actually, there was a reference earlier to Trader Vix, and, you know, all the times I've been, I've never gone. I I would this year I would like to go to Trader Vic's. I'll get a Virgin Cooper Libre <laughs>
2: diet. You know, <laughs> Scott. Scott, but, uh, I think that's a date. I think we yes. can make that happen. I think you and I are going to go to Trader Vic's this year.
0: Trader Vic's. Yes. Uh, uh, my girlfriend actually loves the uh, the spe- the created Marriott dessert for Dragon Con every year. Yeah. Because they really go you know all out to create like the, oh, the right, covered right. dragon egg with the, the you know with the dragon fruit puree oh no she loves the uh the structured marriott mm. dragon con dessert that's
4: awesome i, um, s- I still have oh, my yeah, uh, little... the the marriott carpet cookies are those uh, mm-hmm. still nice i, still have, the, oh, I yeah. still have them in the i still have them in the
2: no i'm not going to eat them but they <laughs>
4: were <laughs> i got i got one to eat oh, and God, I got in case one to you to get yeah you
2: know, back there at some point yeah, yeah. <laughs>
4: Uh, but the, they did right. the cake too with the the carpet topping on it, and it was actually really yummy. Mm-hmm. Uh,
5: yeah, I mean, I think I, I think that the biggest lesson I've learned over the years is is stay within the hotel. So you know, go go through the habit trails. Don't try to, to use the the scooter outside; that's going to be bad. Uh, but and then try to to narrow down my participation to something. And that just goes to working with the regular staff you know, trying to just figure out what my schedule is going to be uh, to try to kind of make it be more reasonable. You know, I mean, you know, and here's the thing, uh, as a guest, I'm only, I'm only supposed to do one hour, uh, you know, a, a day or something like for the number of days. So it's, you know, what is actually required of me and what I require of myself are the things that are really at conflict, right? Because, because you wouldn't want to do something for, the, the altered history track or the military sci-fi track or the kids track, the kids track comes to you and says, Dr. Geek, how would you like to do some panels? And you next thing you know, you're there all morning, you know, and and stuff like that. And so what's been nice is that over the years, the track runners who are requesting us have really kind of worked with me to kind of go, okay, but do you have time to eat? You know, you know, uh, when was your last panel, you know, the night before, and and it's been a whole lot nicer the last couple of years, you know. And, and that's but then again, like I said, it's on me to make sure that that happens. And it's yeah. and it's nice that people can are, are more than willing to do that. that. That you know, this isn't kind of like a, a an endurance test, you know. And and that you know, you should be having fun as a guest too. So you know, that's yep. a,
2: a big yeah. Part of that. Okay, so. Big question I have uh, for you, Todd, um, and I don't know this, you know, advice, if anything, Um, how what is your advice about the elevators situation? Because that that seems that seems to be like the biggest bone of contention that I hear that I've heard over the years. So, and I, and I know it's an issue and look, Mm -hmm. I know you can't police, I mean, we can't police people, right? So, so Mm -hmm. unfortunately, um, but that, you know, the elevator situation sometimes is, is not great. um, And uh, I just wondered if you have any sort of special advice for, for, uh, for that situation.
0: My, My advice comes in three levels. The first is for all of you people that are listening out there who aren't people with disabilities and wondering how this relates to you. Remember that Dragon Con asks you and actually gives people with disabilities the right to ask you to leave an elevator to make room for them. You can get an escalator. You can walk up a set of stairs. It's healthier for you. And we want you to stay around to come to future Dragon Cons. So exercise, exercise, exercise. Um For those people that can't, they need to have access to those elevators. So as I turn to the second step and I say to my disabled brethren, now is not the time to be quiet. Assert your power and make sure they know what they're doing. Now, I'm not saying roll up to an elevator, cut in line, and start yelling at people the minute a door opens. Right? But what I am saying is you've been waiting there for a couple minutes. You've come across the third elevator car that's too full to fit you. On the fourth one, I am perfectly good with you being able to make your needs known and tap somebody on the shoulder and make a move. Can't always police it, but you can create that understanding between the elevator rider, right, right, and the guy that's waiting. Because not for nothing, every year I get asked to do something for Dragon Con TV and their, uh, their nest or their control center is like in the lowest form of the Hyatt, the the lowest level of the Hyatt, right? So you got to get on those Hyatt elevators and you got to go all the way down to the bottom, right? I went to do a 20 minute segment. It was an hour before I got back up to the ballroom levels of the Hyatt because the elevator stuff was just crazy. That particular year, I did something, which is my third piece of advice for my disabled brothers and sisters. I write down the numbers for the security offices for every hotel. And after 15 or 20 minutes, if you're not getting any help from our fellow attendees that want to, you know, be family and help us out, call security. Security's going to come mm-hmm. down and do it for you. It'll take a few minutes, but you'll eventually get there. All right? Security can also temporarily lock an elevator out of series to come down and get you and bring you up. Now it's not something I would want somebody to do every time. That's why I made it my third piece of advice. Think of it as um, you know, escalating level of severity, right? Um, Because I did that for somebody who was saying to me, look, I got to get to my meds. This weight is going to, this weight is going to make me go unconscious. And then somebody's going to have to lift my ass right? So I turned around and went, great. And, I picked, up, I, and I, went, I picked up a hotel phone and I said, I need somebody to come down here, right? It hap- that happens for all of you folks that are listening to this mm. more than you think. So when we put the signs up that says for, for a person with a disability, please allow space, we're not kidding. I, I want you guys to remember that and recognize that, they, that you need to do that. But on the other hand, I want my fellow attendees with disabilities to use their voices and to work the systems because that's how we get success. Right, doc? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm learning <laughs> to do the handoff. <laughs>
2: that's great. That's great. That's great advice. Um, you know, I mean, you know, for everybody, the elevators are a challenge. So, uh, uh, get ready to go to go up to go down. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, 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 and and, and yeah, to go that, down. you know that just makes them you know full all the time, um, you know. So it is crazy, but uh, but thank you for that. Um, any other uh, questions that you guys might have for um, uh, Scott or Todd, uh, Darren or Mike or Jen?
1: No, it's pretty straightforward. So we
2: get ready to wind down a little bit here.
3: Yeah, not not for these guys. I would just say since it's been a year since we've all been down <laughs> to uh, con zero, as I like to call it. You might want to, when you arrive. You might want to <laughs> take a walking tour, just to make sure there's no new road hazards or sidewalk hazards that you're unaware of. Because I remember the year they put that bicycle like lane hump right there next to the Hyatt, and I didn't know about right. it, and I nearly plowed myself right into yep. the concrete. And I'm like, oh, that's that's new. Oh, that's yeah. new.
1: I, I saw someone blow. The, I saw yeah. someone blow their yeah. knee out so, on one of
3: those. Um, to help prevent going to disability services, those of us who don't necessarily need those services, um, yet watch where you're Gu- walking. Guys,
0: if you find something out like that, right, <laughs> go to the go to the disabilities Facebook group, go to the Discord channel. Tell us, because then we'll go, because there's a, there's a page, there's a disability services page, where we talk about the secret way of mobility. We talk about the habit trails, right? If we're finding a barrier that people need to know about, we'll make sure that they know about it, right? So that it only happens to you and not to the next two or three people behind you. Now, that doesn't help you much. However, (laughs) (laughs) but, you know, it helps us all. Um, Another
1: thing I want to throw out there real quick is, you know, a little plug for the DragonCon newbies who do the DragonCon tours and everything. They do offer disability services tours. So you definitely, if you're a newbie and you're wanting to find your way around dragon con the first time, definitely on Thursday afternoon, take one of the newbie tours. It's free and they will literally give you a guided tour at your pace. Whatever disability you have, they will be able to, even if you need an interpreter Mm -hmm. to be with you, to sign with you, um, it's pretty amazing. And as, you know, a tour guide myself, I've actually guided a couple of those tours. And it's definitely well worth it.
2: And uh, and, and that's good to point out. Not just, I mean, and it's not just for newbies. I mean, like, look, even if you've been going there for a few years, you're probably going to learn a few things uh, going on that newbie tour. I know that I do. Uh, so there might be other things that you hadn't thought about. The convention is so huge and constantly changing that uh we're all newbies and especially like, yeah. this year i mean we're all it's going to be a new experience for <laughs> all of us this year it's the multiverse oh. of conventions that's
1: right. exactly
2: <laughs> so uh so last but not least uh so if uh, there's someone out there listening and they're thinking about going this year or any year um and they have concerns What advice, what what resources can you guys suggest that they start using now uh, in order to um, help out their, uh, make their best of their DragonCon experience? Uh, Scott, we'll start with you.
5: Well, I would say, obviously, the DragonCon report. Listen to past episodes so that you have an idea of the scope of things that are there. Go to the website, try to get a, a sense of what this convention actually is. Uh, it's
1: huge.
5: And, yeah, it's and, huge. But it, but it, there's such a, a, a plethora of things to see and do, and it's scattered across five hotels and, and you know, and all that stuff and everything happens at the same time. You really, you know, just being able to plan your day. I mean, I've seen people who have had a harder time uh, figuring out what they're doing at DragonCon than they were able to figure out what classes they were taking in the fall. You know, it, it's, <laughs> you know, it, the schedule can be that complicated. So it just kind of you know find out what it's going to be real like uh, when you're there. Things like Dragon Con report and stuff like that are real important. Um, and then if you, if you do have a disability or you have an accommodation that you are that you know <laughs> you want to at least uh, inquire about, the earlier the better. Absolutely, get that conversation started. And if it's something really simple that they've seen a hundred thousand times, great. It's probably going to be dealt with real quick. But if there's any sort of Kink in that road, uh, you know. The sooner that people have a chance to try to come up with something, the better.
1: And always remember, you're not going to get everything that you want to do right. done. It's way too big to be able to do it.
0: Yeah.
1: Disability, that's why, disability, or no. Remember, disability. right? Just, remember you know, the standard is to level the playing
0: film. field so that we have the exact same crappy dragon kind experience as everyone else, oh. right? <laughs>
5: Yeah, well, you know, my, my coping mechanism for all that is to basically promise people that I'm while I'm there, promise the people that you know next time I'll focus on their track, and we just kind of like you know rotate as far as how you know things go. But um, you know, I mean, otherwise, if if you try to do everything at once, you're, you're, you're liable to to really have a a time, and that's not what this convention is about.
2: I, Todd, I, I've never had a crappy DragonCon, so I don't know what you're talking oh. about. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. I've had crappy
0: things happen, at Con, but I've never
2: had a crappy DragonCon. Uh, so there's uh, a difference there. For me, but, I'm yeah. going to go
0: uh, what he said. Go ahead, Todd. And then I'm going to turn around and say, guys, uh, <laughs> disability services at dragoncon.org, right? You've got a question. You want to talk about an accommodation. There's email right there, it goes right to my boss. Right? And if she doesn't have the answer, she's going to send it to me, and I'm going to give it to you. Uh, the other thing is the uh, DragonCon with Disabilities Facebook group. And uh, even not during the convention, if I were to look today, <laughs> I would probably find some activity on the disability, the DragonCon Disability Services Discord server. Right, Communicate what it is that you think your problem is. Right? Even if we can't directly solve it, communication is key because communication is going to allow you to plan. Yeah. It it puts you on
5: notice of what you can reasonably expect.
2: Makes sense. Makes sense. Awesome. Well, thanks guys. We really appreciate your uh, time with us. And so now we draw a close to the fifth episode of the 2021 Dragon Con Report. Much thanks to our station crew here. Thank you so much, Scott. Oh, absolutely. It's been an absolute pleasure. And uh, where can people find you online if they want to check out what you're up to? Oh, drgeeklab.com and the ESO Network. And and check out uh, his promo if you haven't already. Uh, We've got it in various places online, too, so you can check out his PSA that he did for us. Thank you again for that. Absolutely uh and Todd thank you so much for your time tonight it's been I great do. to have I, you on the I show
0: appreciate it uh you are my new favorite podcast I will go to the ESO network and start listening to everything right now we have two listeners awesome <laughs> oh my goodness oh my goodness uh, oh, <laughs> hey I, hey <laughs> a dragon Con thing. I, uh, um I oh. had staff come to me to a uh a accessible bathroom stall somewhere in the convention uh, I'm not going to tell you where uh it was videotaped and put up on youtube uh, the other day I looked at it. It had 21 views. I was overjoyed because it went over 20. So, yeah, yeah. for those people listening, if you want to watch it, it's Trapped in the Toilet with Todd, right? So go find it on YouTube. It'll be funny.
2: <laughs> and, and where else can, oh, and can people Sorry, find you? Certainly, We're if, going, they where can they to if they have any questions, questions.
0: Um, well, Dra- disability services at dragoncon.com almost always gets to me. But if for some reason you need to talk to me in my professional life, you can talk, you can get me at tvarwork that's t is in thomas v is in victor a is in apple a is in apple r is in robert w is in whiskey e is in edward r is in robert k is in kitten at @wnyil.org
2: Awesome. Thank you so much. And uh, to our regular crew, thanks Jen for making it this month always joy we really appreciate you thank you darren <laughs> and uh and where can people find we'll start you jen where can people find you on, online
4: uh you find me at the blurred nerds on facebook instagram and twitter uh, blurred nerds. and actually our, our website just went live this week so, you can actually find us at blurrednerds.com.
2: Ooh, well. And you can also find Blurred Nerds now as part of the ESO network on ESO network.com. Thank you. Welcome to the ESO family. We're glad to have you with us.
1: It's Jen trying to, you know, basically, she's going to eventually be hosting all our shows.
2: So. Yeah, I'm
4: just, much. you know, <laughs> slowly trying to take over <laughs> the world, over. Pinky.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and Darren, where can people uh, check out your stuff? Well, here. And uh then uh Legion Substitute Podcasters dot com where I talk about the DC goodness of the Legion of Superheroes. And then uh also ESO for the uh, Rainbow Room. Rainbow Room and Which is gonna be rocking. And
2: we featured you in the uh the sort of the lounge area this past week because we went over yes,
3: uh, yes you did because you needed a professional alcoholic.
2: <laughs> we did. We did. We we covered uh the b- you ever drank and uh uh, apple pie may or may not have uh, been uh, a subject in that discussion uh you'll just have to listen to find out it probably was um it totally was um oh. but
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay so thank you director Faber.
1: Hey, last but certainly not least just always hits record so what can i say
2: that's why i say you're last but not least man because none of this would be possible without you buddy we try to cover all weekend with these episodes, but to keep up with the latest news, please check out the official DragonCon website. All their social media outlets, including Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Discord, which I still don't understand, and TikTok, which still is waiting content. They have an account, but they haven't put anything on there yet. Uh, all the fan tracks are also active on Facebook and social media, so check them out as well. Uh, I do know that every, they, all departments are are looking for volunteers so it's not too uh too early to get involved if you are interested in volunteering in any level uh please reach out to the tracks bleach out to the con there's uh we discussed it i think last time there's a link that you can go to to uh to volunteer and get more information about that um if you would like to leave feedback or comment on this show please feel free to reach us at uh, feedback at dragonconreport.com we can also be found on facebook twitter and uh, Instagram. Um, Also, we can be found uh, listening-wise, Google+, Stitcher, um, iTunes, uh, Spotify, Pandora, Amazon Music, and Audible. We want you to be part of the station, so please feel free to join us. Um, and we have a T Public store filled with all kinds of cool designs. There's a link for that at the top of the ESO network page. And please support us any way you can. And that includes our Patreon page with some new content for you every month because we are bored, silly, at least, right? Because there's other content there too.
1: Exactly. We're full of BS. It's awesome.
2: <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks for listening. I'm your host, Mike Gordon, and it has been my pleasure. Take care. Stay safe. Get vaccinated, and we hope to see you all at the car.
1: Yay!
0: This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help
4: support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon, or by shopping for the Tea Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.